uh, we whiz across the Atlantic. Let's go to Washington, D.C. and bring in my colleague Simon Marks, who can bring us the latest there. Simon, noting that um, Omicron now, I think, the most dominant variant of uh, COVID-19 right throughout the USA. And we're going to hear from the president today. Uh, we are indeed, Martin. He'll be speaking at 7.30pm London time, 2.30pm here on the East Coast. In light of that news that we learnt late last night uh, from the Centres for Disease Control that Omicron absolutely is the dominant strain of COVID-19 in the United States right now. And, uh, you know, the scale of that turnaround gives you a sense of the transmissibility of this variant because now the CDC says that in the last week, seven 73% of COVID-19 cases of infection have been of the Omicron variant. But a week ago, that number was only 4%. Delta was absolutely still the dominant variant seven days ago in the United States. So over uh, less than one week, uh, Omicron uh, has spread far and wide and become a massive problem uh, for this country as it is for so many others. So President Biden today... Uh, will be making a speech, uh, as one political uh, website uh, kind of tweaked the White House this morning. He will begin the process of creating a plan B, because it's absolutely evident that the White House didn't have a plan B to deal with Omicron. And as we were noting yesterday, Vice President Kamala Harris was insisting over the weekend that no one had warned the administration that a new uh, problematic... I have to say something. It's yeah. just extraordinary. extraordinary. Like, don't they, well, I mean, maybe they don't watch what's happening in Europe and particularly in the UK. No? Quite, quite extraordinary, especially given the fact that epidemiologists are saying they warned not just the White House, but specifically uh, the president's team and uh, the vice president's team. But uh, up until now, really, over the last couple of weeks, this has been an administration with its head in the sand on the issue of Omicron. It was only two weeks ago that President Biden was telling people, we're going to get through this. I think we're going to be OK. Uh, well, I mean, you know, you could argue that we are going to get through it because we always <laughs> do, but it wasn't really uh, any indication of uh, preparatory action being taken. And it was only last week that the head of his COVID-19 response team insisted that the United States had the tools to keep businesses and schools open. Well, it's absolutely clear that businesses and schools all over the country are having to make their own decisions in the absence of government action. So today, the New York Times is reporting uh, that the president is going to prepare a thousand military medics to help in the case that the country's hospitals become overburdened as a result of new cases of COVID-19. He will set up new federal testing sites, <coughs> deploy hundreds of federal vaccinators to get shots into the arms of Americans, and, and this is the crucial bit, he will announce that he is buying 500 million rapid tests to d distribute free to the public and creating a website where, in general, January, not before January, Americans will be able to go and request free test kits. Now, uh, you know, this issue of uh, the availability of test kits here has been an ongoing nightmare with even two weeks ago, the White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki openly mocking a reporter in the briefing room for suggesting that the US government should be in the business of freely distributing lap.
bilateral flow test kits to Americans. Well, now it seems that is what President Biden is belatedly preparing to do. Uh, the same Jen Psaki, speaking in the same White House briefing room yesterday, said it's pretty clear what the president will not be announcing today. Uh, this is not a speech about locking the country down. This is a speech uh, outlining and being direct and clear with the American people about the benefits of being vaccina- vaccinated, the steps we're going to take to increase access and to increase testing, uh, and uh, the risks posed to unvaccinated individuals. So it's not about locking the country down. They still insist that they can keep the schools open. I can tell you that in uh, a household very uh, dear to my heart, uh, <laughs> there was a bit of a conundrum last night because on the one hand, Washington, D.C. is insisting that the schools are remaining open for the next two days until we get to the end of term. On the other hand, individual teachers are writing emails to students saying, listen, with all this COVID around, if you decide to stay home, I'll completely understand. So a 15-year-old in my life is faced with a conundrum today. On the one hand, one teacher is saying, why don't you stay at home and shelter from the storm? On the other hand, another teacher is planning to hold an in-person maths test this morning. I hope we've done our revision. Yes, exactly. So I quite understand the dilemma, and that is interesting how um, governments... Uh, there's a parallel here, Simon. You'll be aware of what we're reporting, what's happening in the United Kingdom, and how so many people feel that the uh, Boris Johnson-led administration, as it pertains to England, is now in passive mode. It's reacting to events rather than trying to get a grip on, you know, the pace of change and lead the way, lead the nation, lead people into what should be the right thing to do. It sounds like a similar thing is happening in the USA. Well, well with the caveat, Martin, that I don't think we've ever been led here. I mean, the Trump administration, <laughs> of course, was in complete denial about COVID-19 and the that president true, yeah. wanted, wanted literally not really to formulate much of a strategy to deal with it. You know, COVID, 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 you won't be hearing about it again after uh, the November f- uh, election. He was telling uh, crowds of supporters uh, just over a year ago, uh, the Biden administration has really, certainly over the last few weeks, been in absolute catch-up mode here. And so businesses particularly are having to make their own decisions. In our industry, CNN yesterday announced uh, that it's telling all its staff that don't have to be in the office uh, to return to home working. Day after day, White House officials have been asked over the last 10 days, what advice do they have for the travelling public? With Dr. Anthony Fauci, She's suggesting over the weekend, you know, the Christmas season is going to be a super spreader for Omicron. Uh, At Mm. no point has the White House issued uh, any uh, guidance to the American public about what to do. There's no talk of bubbles here or anything like that. Take a listen to what one of the country's most prominent epidemiologists has been saying. Michael Osterholm, he heads the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy, and he was on President Biden's COVID-19 transition team team uh, this time a year ago when the uh, Biden administration was just beginning uh, to set itself up. He is very worried about where things are heading and he's got some advice today for the president. I think we have to go into damage control in a way we haven't in the past. And what I mean by that is, for example, my worst fear right now in this viral blizzard that we're going to have is that 20 or 30 percent of the healthcare workers in this country are going to get infected. And if they Mm -hmm. get infected and can't be on the job, we're going to take a very, very difficult healthcare uh, delivery situation right now and make it much, much worse, kind of a perfect storm. So what are we going to do? How are we going to handle that? Are we going to let people back to work who have been previously vaccinated and have very mild illness? I think we have to consider that. 
But right now, we have to start planning for the unimaginable so that it doesn't really happen. One epidemiologist speaking on NBC last night and making the point uh, that plans have not been made and now have to be cobbled together very rapidly. Simon, you've got through Thanksgiving, and I think I'm right in saying that's a really big deal for American families. If they have to stand things down over Christmas, Boxing Day, um, is that a lesser deal? Well, it's a slightly lesser deal than it is in the UK. Um, There's no question about that because Thanksgiving is such a huge holiday and it comes so close to Christmas. So lots of Americans will have seen each other uh, just a month ago. Um, We are, however, now so perilously close to Christmas and given the absence of any advice, and I'll be surprised if we hear uh, much specific guidance from the president today on family gatherings. Uh, Again, like businesses and schools, families are having to make their own decisions and i know of some large family gatherings that are planned and i know of some small family gatherings that are being scrubbed it is falling to the individuals to make decisions in the absence it's a complete vacuum of uh, national or local government leadership and that's an extraordinary place for the united states of america to find itself Indeed so. Simon, thank you very much indeed. Stay well and we'll talk all being well again tomorrow at the same time. Simon Marks were us live in Washington DC. This is LBC News.